0: and say it's eh, not me the bible says i am blessed the bible says he was made poor that i may become rich the bible says i am not weak the bible says i am the head and not the tail go ahead and reign in life go ahead and move mountains go ahead and jump go ahead and win go and make lots of progress in life. Why? It's possible. You are listening to a podcast by Senior Pastor of Life Free Church, Prophet Gomezio Shamani. Under the sun and uh, today I'm going to go a little bit further and uh, explain something that will just help us learn something good alright, so let's just turn our Bibles to the book of Joshua chapter number 5 Joshua chapter 5 and verse 12 Joshua chapter 5 and verse 12 The Bible says Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land and the children of Israel no longer had manna but they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year Praise be to God The Bible is showing us something You do recall there was a moment where Israel used to feed from the Lord via manna manna used to come from heaven each day they had provision of manna but the Bible tells us a time came when this manna stopped I'm not sure how many of the people had taken it that manna had stopped coming but they just found out that boom, on such a day manna has stopped coming but it's quite interesting that we see how manna stopped coming. Because the Bible is saying that the manna ceased on the day they had eaten the produce of the land. And the children of Israel no longer had manna, for they had eaten the food of the land of Canaan. You need to understand that there are certain things that may stop happening in your life when you reach certain levels or certain places of advancement Israel used to be fed by manna it used to come from heaven but the bible gives us two reasons why manna stopped coming number one manna stopped coming because they became productive hello manna stopped coming because they became productive they began to use the seed and plant it in the ground and yield from it so manna stopped coming because number one they became productive and number two manna stopped coming because they reached the promised land Amen there are certain things you would try to monitor your life and you're wondering, "Ah, but me, how come? Whenever I would just easily do this, this and this would happen. How come it's not happening anymore? It simply means, number one, there is actually a call for productivity for you or you are just moving in the promised land now. You work and produce productive results. Hallelujah. There is the first level of work where you work and then you produce productive results but then there is a second level of work where you work but produce nothing glory to god so the first kind of work is what is known as a work that is under dominion and the second kind of work is called a work but outside dominion so you will notice this same man who was taught to be productive after he fell in chapter number 3. Chapter number, Genesis chapter number 3 verse 17 shows us how this man was taught, now you are going to work, but the way you are going to work, you are not going to produce those results that you are supposed to produce. But if you even want to produce those results, it's going to be tough for you. Genesis chapter number 3 and verse 17. Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says, Then to Adam he said, Because you heeded the voice of your wife and you have eaten from the tree which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it. Look at what God says. He says, Cursed is the ground for your sake. Then it says, You shall eat of it all the days. Notice the first scripture said he should tend and keep. But this one he told he will toil. Do you know what to toil is? Is to work with suffering, it's to sweat. So there's there are two. So there's one he's tending. What to tend is just to you know you're just doing this, you're just doing this. But to toil is to suffer is to really put in everything but sometimes even when you put in everything it doesn't it doesn't work out for you Hallelujah so do you see that there are two levels of work? one is outside dominion one is within dominion but you must be careful even as as you are a child of God to ensure that you are laboring in the correct level of work if you look at your life today We know everyone wants to work but what kind of work are you doing? Can we say you are working inside dominion such that you are just tending and keeping or can we say you are toiling? Ask your neighbor, which one are you doing? (laughs) Yes So the ground the ground was cursed It simply means whatsoever man needed to yield from the ground, he suffered for it. He suffered for it. But I thank God. When God realized that "Mm -mm, man is going to keep suffering. He decided, you know what? Let me do something so that if man is going to work next time. I'm going to give him an opportunity to work in dominion and when he does it, there should be fruitfulness. When he does it, there should be productivity. He should not toil. Praise be to God. And so in Genesis chapter number 5 and verse 28, the Bible shows us there's a prophecy that is given. You know, there are certain times where prophecies are given and even the people who are in those events don't even know that it's actually a prophecy. The father of Noah prophesied something but not knowing this was a prophecy for the coming of the Lord Jesus. And what happened? The Bible says Lamech lived 182 years and had a son. Verse 29. And it says, And he called his name Noah saying, This one will comfort us concerning our work and the toil of our hands. So what does it mean? It simply means at this time Lamech and the other preceding generations were experiencing what Adam was experiencing not tending but toiling (laughs) Hallelujah So Lamech now says "Mm -mm, This child I'm going to name him Noah and this one will comfort us concerning the work and the toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord had cursed." But this was just a prophecy (laughs) because (laughs) even when Noah came, actually all of them got destroyed. (laughs) Nothing changed. They were still toiling. What was this prophecy? This was a prophecy not because of Noah who was going to build an ark save eight people but this was a prophecy of a person who was going to be like noah who was going to come and die for the universe and save humanity from the curse of the land amen and amen so the bible is showing us a prophetic word of what jesus is going to was going to come and do and that prophetic word was to show us that Jesus will really was really going to come and comfort us to a place where we don't have to toil again. Somebody say Amen. So what happens? The Bible shows us Jesus Christ appears. And when Jesus Christ appears do you know that even before he chooses his disciples he begins to address this problem of suffering and toiling? Did you know that? He begins to address it. What happens in Luke chapter number 5? Or we can start from verse 4, verse 4. Luke chapter number 5 and verse 4. The time where Jesus is in a boat. In a boat. And he's in a boat that has been provided by Simon Peter and his people. But the Bible is saying this. The Bible is saying when he had stopped speaking he said to Simon launch out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. Next verse. But Simon answered and said to him Master we have what? We have toiled All night. So he started addressing suffering with his own disciples first. He says, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. These are the results of toiling. No, but I'm putting everything that I can do. I'm trying this, I'm trying that. It's not like you're not doing anything. But because you're under a system outside dominion, your result is equal to nothing. And so Jesus tells them to put their nets for a catch and Simon says, Master, we've toiled all night. And then the the toiling, guys, the toiling is not, no, we we started working from 22 and ended at zero. No, they worked the whole night. And the same day, again, they reported for work. You need to be careful how you are working. Maybe you are toiling. (laughs) Oh, who, who does night shift and morning shift at the, at the same time? Anyway, they toiled the whole night and caught nothing. Then he said, nevertheless, at your word, I will let it down. At your word, I will let it down. Hmm. And the, what, listen, listen to what the, the Bible now next says in the next verse. It says, and when they had done this, they had caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. Their net was breaking not because it was odd. Their net was breaking because of the result it was producing. Next verse. Keep on. So they signaled to their partners in the boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink these are known as good problems where your net wants to break because you, are, you have so much blessings where you call your neighbor and the neighbor's boat also wants to sink not because there is a storm you've got too much it's called overflowing dominion and this is what Jesus first came to address when he met the people He says yes I know you are fishermen and you have experience. Your experience will show you that you can work the whole night. But sometimes your experience will fail you. But today I want to deliver you from professional experience and introduce you to what is known as a grace experience. Because when you have a grace experience and you decide to labor, you will not produce nothing. You will have record breaking results. While others are toiling, others should declare and others should work and should produce a hundredfold praise God Whoa. but saints of God I want to show you a secret I want to show you a secret because these guys did not just start like that or these guys did not just have uh, toiling delivered from them The secret for them producing a grace kind of result is in verse 3, chapter 5 and verse 3. This is where the secret is. The Bible says then he got into one of the boats which belonged or which was Simon. He got, this is Jesus, he got into one of the boats which belonged to Simon. Who is in your boat? Who is in your boat? Who are you allowing to be in your boat? Have you ever heard people who are attending to their boats and they are saying, ah, let me put Jesus aside. I'm trying to sort out things. Let me try to sort out this and that. And they put him outside the boat, not knowing Jesus is their advantage in the boat. Jesus is their advantage for them to experience dominion so it doesn't matter what profession right now jesus intervened in the profession of, of fisherman so it doesn't matter what profession you are in whether in the medical field whether in the field of accountancy whether in the field of business it doesn't matter that is your bot but for that bot to produce record-breaking results jesus has to step in he has to step in I'll be honest with you. Have you ever reached to a place where you have tried to do something and then it's not worked? Obviously, you'll be frustrated. Who would allow Jesus to sit in his boat? He's not got anything. And that's how I de- people are going to respond when they are frustrated. But Jesus doesn't only get into the boat He even asks, he says <laughs> Someone can be so angry And say, who are you first? I don't know you, I don't know your mother I don't know where you stay And you want to be in my boat But Peter agreed Not only did he agree to, uh, For Jesus to enter the boat Jesus then tells him Put your nets for a catch During the day When the fish have gone down The fish have gone down and Jesus is saying, catch catch fish now. Peter should have said, sir, be who you are. Me, I'm a fisherman. You are a man of God. Don't give me advice. That's what Peter should have said. But he said, no, we have, he said, he just started with a history. He said, no, we just want to tell you that we didn't catch anything the whole night. But we will put it because you have said. And what happened when they, allowed Jesus to enter the boat and also allowed Jesus to speak in their life. They got something. So one of the reasons to come out of labor, which is outside dominion, is first to invite Jesus. Jesus. Because that's, that's where the transformation begins in. And if you observe, if you observe something, you will notice Jesus came in the boat, but not only did he come in the boat, afterwards the miracle had happened. The Bible says Jesus said, it's okay, today this has happened. Now I'm going to make you fishers of men. So Jesus didn't just only enter the boat. He provided a platform even for Peter and John and the other disciples to be transformed into fishers of men. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say the first step started for, for you. There was transformation. How, did their trans, how was their transformation? For you to become a child of God, first of all, Jesus had to come into your heart. He had to come to live in you. Then the Bible says, as many who had received him, he gave them the right to become the children of God. So there, your transformation to become something else had happened. But it's not enough. Now that you've allowed him in your heart, you need to allow him to spread out everywhere. Others are only keeping Jesus in their heart. They are not allowing him to express himself through their hands. So, the Jesus in them is hidden. The power of Jesus in them is hidden because they've just kept him in their heart. They don't want to allow him to enter their workplace, their business and every other thing. Remember, we want to establish a place where we can walk fully in dominion. And one of the things that will help us walk to a place of great and divine dominion is allowing the Lord Jesus to step into our lives. And I love this. I love that the fact that Jesus can step into your life And when he steps into your life he can change any situation he can change a situation that was like a wilderness and change it into something that is glorious have you observed something have you observed that there was a time that even when god had cursed the land we would say no the land was cursed and everyone that would produce from the land would not get a blessing or whatsoever but have you observed this Have you observed that any time Jesus or God himself would appear to men, the state of the land would change? Hello? Have you noticed? Let me show you. The land which was cursed. The Bible tells us there was a time God appeared to Moses in a burning bush. Amen? He appeared to Moses in a burning bush. But then when Moses appeared before that burning bush, God told him, remove your shoes, for the land is holy. How come a land which was cursed now has become a title of holy? So the presence of God was able to change the state of land. There was a time where uh, 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 the Lord also appeared to Joshua. And Joshua said, "Uh, who are you? Are you with us? And the Lord said, remove your shoes, for the land has become holy so the presence of ah, my goodness the presence of God in a certain area would change a land which is cursed to become holy that's why you notice that when God was with Isaac Isaac in a land of the famine was able to produce a hundredfold why is he able to produce a hundredfold because the presence of God is able to change the status of the land Maybe you are not getting this. Now this presence of God dwells in you. So what happens if you step on land? (laughs) What happens? What happens yourself now if you step on that land? It simply means that nature has to change. Glory to God. That nature has to change. And that's why when Jesus came, he began to address this. It says he knew, he knew that people were suffering and they are toiling. So he came, addressed the disciples. But then he now begins to teach continuously on how to be delivered from this toiling. In Matthew chapter number 11 and verse 29. Matthew chapter number 11 and verse 29. Jesus is saying this, take my yoke. Uh, can I have one gentleman from there? You can come. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you'll find rest for my souls. All right. Here is one gentleman. Alright. Some of you who've perhaps been exposed to farming, you understand what a yoke is used for, right? Aha, uh-huh. just bend a little, cause you're quite tall. All right. So a, a yoke is usually placed on cows or any other beast that will help for the usage of ploughing. Amen and amen. Now, how does Jesus say this? Jesus is saying. You've got a yoke. And that's what you're using for working. But now Jesus is saying, I want you to take my yoke. Mm, I want you to take my yoke. (laughs) And then he puts the yoke on him. So what's the yoke meant for? It's meant for work. So Jesus was saying, there is a certain way you are working. But for me to change your work, you need to change your yoke. Notice even though I change your yoke You, you still have to work Hello <laughs> So Jesus says take my yoke upon me Or rather upon you And do what? Learn Learn From me Meaning Jesus was a worker So he says learn from me I want you to, I want you to take note of this Two things That will change you In the area of work. The first thing Jesus said was. Take. Take it. That's the first thing. He was given something. The second thing he said is. Learn from me. So you need to. Learn to receive. And learn to observe. Take my yoke. Learn from me. So there are certain things. We were supposed to receive. But not just receive. But also observe. So the Bible says, take upon my yoke, learn from me. Then it says, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And it says, and you will find rest for your souls. When you toil, you don't have rest. (laughs) And then it goes to the next verse. It says, for my yoke is what? Easy and my burden is light. The yoke that you had after the curse was too heavy. no wonder you had to, wake, 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 wake." But then Jesus provides a solution and says, "My yoke is easy, and my burden is light." Do you know what that means? We need to come to a place. No, from the authority of the scriptures, we need to come to a place where we walk in a reality and get to say life is easy. I'm telling you, that's a reality we have to reach. But the problem is that now we like, hey, guys, things are very difficult because you are using your own yoke. Jesus says, take my yoke. It is easy and my burden is light. Take it and learn from me. Maybe some people took it but are not learning from God. So they don't know how to use a yoke. They think it's in God chain. That's why it's heavy. Amen and amen. They took it but don't know how to use it. Have you ever been frustrated trying to switch on the TV but there are no batteries in the remote you on TV. but you've just not put batteries you need to learn hallelujah some people receive oh sorry you're bending <laughs> my goodness now the yoke is heavy eh? <laughs> alright then in verse 31 next verse That, oh, that was the last verse? Okay. But obviously, the, the, the previous one was, was was talking about, Come unto me, those who are uh, heavy laden, and I'm going to give you rest. All right. So, Jesus was, was saying, I want you to take up my yoke. And I want you to learn from me. Thank you. I want you to learn from me. Saints of God, you observe that Jesus told the disciples to launch their nets for a catch meaning they received something from the lord jesus christ and this is what happens saints of god when we get born again we receive the blessing of the lord and that's why in ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 it tells us how we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies now when we the blessing of the Lord in the book of Proverbs the Bible says the blessing of the Lord maketh us rich and adds no sorrow that word sorrow simply means it doesn't make you to toil again and that's how the blessing of the Lord gets so the moment you got born again you received something you are blessed say it I'm blessed say it again say I'm blessed you took it but there's something you need to learn So many of us, we do have the the yoke of Jesus but there are things we need to learn and allow me to show you one of the things Jesus wanted to teach us while we are here on earth Matthew chapter number 10 and verse 16 The Bible says Behold I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves amen and amen Jesus is telling the people He says, I'm, t- I'm sending you as sheep in the midst of wolves obviously you know what that means when you're sent as a sheep in the midst of wolves wolves are not there to say hi how are you doing you look good no <laughs> wolves are there for obviously other agendas but he's saying notice he's not sending you as lions he's sending you as sheep in the midst of wolves but then, while you are a sheep, he's advising you to pick up a few traits somewhere. And what does he say? He says, therefore, be wise as serpents and be harmless as doves. So here you are as a sheep. And while there are wolves, he knows for you to deal with the wolves, you need more character and you need more uh, <laughs> behavior behavioral change. And what does he say? He says, I want you to be as wise as serpents. How do you say that in (laughs) Nyanja? He says, I want you to be wise as serpents. Please, I want you to get this clearly. Jesus said wise as serpents. He didn't say wise as the serpent. The serpent is satana. So he didn't say, ah we, be wise as, no, he says be wise as serpents, but to help the wisdom of the serpent, okay, to help the wisdom of the serpent accurately function, he gives you the character of a dove to mold it. That's why he says harmless or gentle as a dove. Amen and amen. So it's very interesting. The Bible says, be wise as a serpent. Is that? A, are you able to give that advice to your neighbor? Be wise as a serpent. <laughs> well, if you don't learn from this, if you don't learn from this, then you will not handle the wolves. Amen and amen. Then you will not handle the wolves now there's something that we need to really understand notice he says be wise as serpents be wise it's wisdom that you need like that of the serpents in ecclesiastes 10 verse 10. let me show you something the bible says this it says if the axe is down and One does not sharpen the edge. Then he must use more strength. But wisdom brings success. My example, come back again. Glory to God. So here is a man here. He has an axe. Let's just imagine you have an axe. And he goes out to cut a tree. The Bible is saying this. It's saying if his axe is down.